Welcome to this week's She Heroes Chatcast. This week our guest is Natalie Panic. She is a rocket scientist, an aerospace engineer, a robotics operator, and so much more. We are so glad to have her on the show. Let's get started. Welcome to the She Heroes Podcast. We want to empower young girls of all backgrounds to dream big, explore their interests, and passionately pursue non-traditional careers. On the She Heroes Podcast, we hope to help girls imagine their own potential by sharing the stories of exceptional, successful women role models across all fields, like Sally Ride. We believe if you can't see it, you can't be it. Welcome to the She Heroes Podcast. Thank you so much for being on with me today. I so appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. My first question for you is just uh, tell us a little bit about your childhood and found you, how you found your way into rocket science. So I grew up in the Canadian Rockies with a very outdoors-oriented family. So we were always hiking, camping, and backpacking. And I think that exploration nature of being outdoors and that adventure and also a love of dreaming of the stars is what really led me down this path of becoming a rocket scientist and with the end goal of eventually wanting to go to space and become an astronaut. Now, we're... Was there a time where you were the only girl kind of going to school and studying science? And, and if so, what was the most challenging thing about that? There were definitely times where I was one of the few girls. I remember my high school physics class, I was the only girl. And then going into mechanical engineering, it was about 10% women in the studies. But I know for sure when I got to engineering, it, it's such a hard degree that you really are just working with your peers and trying to surround yourself with, with a support group so that you can all get through it and learn as much as you possibly can and make the most of your degree. And I tried not to think of myself as the only girl in the room, but as someone who was knowledgeable and curious and, and open to learning new things. Tell us about a hero in your life growing up and how she inspired you. So because I, I have this dream of space travel, I was always looking up to the Canadian astronauts. Uh, an example is Roberta Bondar, who was the first Canadian uh, female astronaut. And then I also watched a show growing up with my mom called Stargate SG-1, which was a show on the Space Channel here in Canada, and I'm sure it aired in the United States, but it was about um, these U.S. military crew members who traveled to different worlds through the Stargate. And there was a lead female character named Samantha Carter, who was a, a astrophysicist. And it was a weekly reminder, even though she was a fictional character, that women could succeed in science and be very good at their job. Uh, that was a fabulous show, by the way. We did watch it here. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that, and that's actually a perfect sig. Also, kind of, um, I wanted to ask you about working in Canadian space robotics and some of the other Canadian space exploration programs that you've worked in. Sure. So uh, the most notable Canadian space robotics are the Canada Arm. So the original Canada Arm flew on the space shuttle and was um, fundamental in deploying payloads and things like that. And then the Canada Arm 2 was fundamental in actually building the entire International Space Station. And nowadays it's used for things like free flyer captures. So an example would be grabbing SpaceX's Dragon capsule with cargo and birthing it to the station. 
Um, so I've spent some time working on that. The program I'm on right now is actually a Mars rover program. So we're contracted by the European Space Agency to build the chassis and locomotion system for their 2018 ExoMars rover. And all that means is we're responsible for figuring out how this rover is going to drive on Mars and steer and deploy itself when it lands there, which is super fun. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that kind of brings me, speaking of flying into space, that kind of taking it back down to Earth, I was reading that you had obtained your private pilot's license. So tell us a little bit about that and what inspired you to go obtain your pilot's license and what you plan on kind of doing with that. Sure. So... So I was in university and I had read that a lot of astronauts had their pilot license or they were pilots and I, I thought it would be such a cool thing to do. Again, I was drawn to that adventurous aspect of flying and I, I just signed up for ground school and then ended up going ahead learning how to fly and it was one of those outside of your comfort zone scenarios where I was definitely intimidated and scared at first but as soon as you get over that hurdle, you realize how great learning opportunities those outside of your comfort zone situations are and how neat it is to surround yourself with people who can teach you things you don't know. Uh, that's awesome. Now you also, something else speaking of being out of your comfort zone, you also built and drove a solar-powered car across North America. Could you tell us a little bit about what that experience was like? Sure, that was so much fun. That was also actually in university. So in 2005, the North American Solar Challenge decided they were going to finish in Canada for the first time at the University of Calgary. And so the president said, like, we just can't have our students waving the flags as they cross the finish line. We need to enter a car. So that was our inaugural entry into the race. We built our very first car in nine months with a very limited budget and then raced it from Austin, Texas back to Calgary. And I got to be one of the drivers in that race as well as help design the car. And it, it was really neat to see a project from start to finish and have something materialize that you built with a team with your own two hands and to have these spaceship looking cars racing at highway speeds with other vehicles on the road in the name of advancing alternative energy and educating the public about what solar power can do for you. Wonderful. Um, now, you've done a couple internships at NASA, right? Uh, Goddard Space Flight Center and uh, NASA Ames Research Center. Uh, tell us a little bit about those internships and what some of the other things you worked on uh, while you were there. So the internship at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center was really cool because I actually applied for a scholarship that sent only one Canadian down to a NASA Academy four years in a row and I was rejected all four times and then on the fourth time I was so frustrated and upset that I ended up just calling the chief of the office of higher education at NASA and he almost instantly offered me an internship position. So it just goes to show you the power of perseverance and creating your own opportunities. I then, couldn't agree more. <laughs> and then the internship at NASA Ames was the following year, and that was actually through the International Space University, and I completed a space studies program with a group of international students. Oh, that's awesome. Um, kind of moving away from that, you've definitely made uh, encouraging girls and women to pursue careers in engineering uh, a priority for you. Tell us a little bit about how and why you, you do that and why that's been an important cause to you. So going 
through my career and, and having this dream of becoming an astronaut, I, I look back and think how much easier it would have been if I could have just emailed an astronaut and asked them, how did you get where you are today? <laughs> and so I was constantly looking for mentors and people I could hear from and hear their lessons learned. And it kind of dawned on me one day that you can be both a mentor and a mentee at almost any point in your career. And that like take the time to look for people who might need your advice or that you can help. And I realized that the stories and my experiences are really valuable to inspire a generation of young women to just pursue challenge and, and consider careers in science and technology and engineering and how fascinating they can be. That's exactly along the lines of what our goals are here at Shahira's. So uh, that's just another great reason why I'm glad we have you on the show. <laughs> My next question is something I ask all the guests. Um, it's a little bit more lighter. Uh, what would you consider to be your superpower? My superpower, I'm going to say, is my optimism. I, I think optimism is such a valuable tool to have, especially in the space industry where you're working on challenging, complex problems and things often go wrong and often fail. And optimism is what often is the glue that keeps the team together and keeps things moving forward. I love it. Um, now, everything you've done, and you've done quite a bit so far, what do you, would you say has been the most rewarding moment of your career thus far, and why? You know, I think I'm going to go back to the story about NASA Goddard that I told, where it just after hearing no four times, I didn't give up. And for every minute that I spent there, I spent 10 times as long trying to get myself there, and that made it so much more rewarding. And you know, for the longest time, I didn't want to tell that story because I was embarrassed that I had been rejected, and I saw it as a failure. And then I told it to a group of young women, and they said to me, you know, Natalie, that is such an amazing story. You need to tell that more often because we probably wouldn't even have tried a second time, and here you are trying four times. Uh, that's a hundred percent true. I'm glad. I'm glad you choose to share that story. Which, <laughs> and actually, that's kind of a perfect segue into my next question, which is, uh, in your career so far, what has been what has been the worst moment, and what was the lesson you took away from it? I don't know if I have a specific worst moment, but I mean, there's times where I've been working on programs and I've made a mistake and it's that gut-wrenching moment where you feel like you let your team down and and you don't know how to keep moving forward but I think it's a great lesson in accountability and being responsible for the decisions that you make and owning up to your mistakes and I think that's valuable whatever industry you're working on whatever project you're on totally now, my last question is, uh, what advice do you have for girls today looking to follow their dream? My advice is to dream big and just dare to achieve the impossible. That's perfect. Thank you so much for being on with us today. I so appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the She Heroes Podcast. Please join us again and don't forget to visit us on the, on the web at www.shaheroes.org. See you next time.